pronto, Vincenza. Oh, pronto, Randy. And welcome everyone to the Pronto Podcast, where we just talk about all the beautiful things life has to offer, lifestyle, inspiration. Oh, gosh even just stories and everything that, uh, you know, that's happening, but more importantly, an opportunity to feature some incredible people and influential leaders throughout the community. We're just so excited to come together and give them all a platform to speak on. Yeah. We've been incredibly, incredibly lucky to have this quality guest that we have on. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just last, last week we had Olivia Buckle, actress, model, producer, director. I mean, she's just incredible. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch or listen to that that episode, I highly recommend that. But also so many people before that, but also more to come, yeah. right? And, and they're successful people, but I think they're kind. You know, yes, like, totally agree with yeah, you on that. So yeah. humble, so yeah, kind, yeah. so influential inspiring. I love hearing everyone's journey. That's my favorite part is that I hear their story. I hear their journey. I hear their story and they share that with us. And, and some have been very, very transparent about what they've been through. And I appreciate that because sometimes you need to be inspired, right? Every once in a while, we need a little jolt. Exactly. Exactly. So um, excited for all of the, uh, the past guests and for the future guests, but really excited about today's guest. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask, how was your Valentine's Day? Uh, It was uneventful. Uneventful? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but that's okay. How was, how about, how was business? How was the salon? Very good. And gift certificate business. You know, I was thinking of you, Valentine's Day. Right. Uh, well, uh, we were very busy yeah, at yeah. the restaurant at VNM Bistro. Valentine's Day is the second busiest holiday of the year, wow. um, and it was it was not just a busy day. It was a busy couple of days building up to Valentine's Day and even the days following because Valentine's Day fell on a Tuesday. So we were very busy um, building up to that particular day and then the days after. But uh, it was. Uh, it was a great, great experience, I like to say, but more importantly, so grateful for my team because it truly does take a village, yeah, right? Yeah. We say that all the time. It truly does you. take a village. And I was very grateful for my team. They did amazing all the way from the chef, the pizza maker, the dishwasher, the bartender, the host, the servers, the bussers, and even my family. I had the whole family working, mom, dad, my sister, my two brothers, everybody, all hands on deck because we had to, you know, with, um, you know, with it being such an important day for so many and the, one of the busiest holidays in the restaurant industry, we, we felt, okay, everyone needs to be there to provide that support. So we, we survived. (laughs) I'm curious. What's the busiest? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. I Mm -hmm. didn't even think of that. Right. Uh, it's well for us, I would say Mother's Day and Christmas Eve. I think Christmas Eve for VM Bistro happens to be, I think, I just think it's like the fan favorite for our clientele. I also feel that the restaurant is so beautiful around the holidays because of the decorations and the lights and, and the whole the family. Feels. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. But um, they say in the restaurant industry, Mother's Day is the uh, the busiest holiday, but I I think for Vina and Bistro it's Christmas Eve. 
Yeah. Well, I want it to be every weekend though. That would be nice, right? Every weekend yeah. is a busy, the busiest day. Yeah. <laughs> Your weekends are really busy. This weekend we have the bridal show, right? Oh yes, that's right. Okay. So for anybody that doesn't know about this, you should. So if you are, well, if let's say if you're getting married <laughs> or you know someone that's getting married, I highly recommend that you take advantage and look up Weddings Today event. So Delaware Today Magazine is hosting Weddings Today um, event, which will be held this Sunday at the Executive Banquet and Conference Center from 12 to 3 p.m. You can find out all that information. Just go to DelawareToday.com and you'll you'll search the, the wedding show that they're having for the 2023 season. I've had the opportunity to assist with the fashion show part of it. So this it's this beautiful big expo that they have where they invite all vendors from all around the area come together um, and they all are able to showcase what they're offering, their business, if you're planning a wedding or a special occasion event. But I am brought on as the producer of the fashion show. So I'm in charge of recruiting all the models, uh, making sure that they get go to all their fittings with the participating uh, vendors that are participating in the fashion show part of it. But curry hair, skin and nails it yeah. will be providing the hair and makeup services for some of the models as well as some other vendors as well. So Randy's team will be there. We're really excited yeah. to partner with you guys. You guys helped us last year and the, the models looked absolutely beautiful. And thank just you, to make, you. of course, and just to make note, there will be other participating vendors as well, donating their services, um, whether it's hair, makeup, um, flowers, the the outfits that the models will be wearing. So we do have a, quite a few participating vendors for the show itself. If you're involved, it's going to be perfect. Mm. Oh, I, thank you. <laughs> I got to know you. You're a perfectionist. Oh, I thank yeah. you. I, I I try to always, it's funny because I'm a firm believer in consistency is key, right? And I've been doing this for a few years now. I don't even, I think I'm on my sixth year of part, partnering with wow. uh, Delaware Today Magazine for their annual event, the bridal event. And I'm always like, okay, what can I do to be better? What can I do to improve? And I'm like, okay, just, you know, consistency, consistency. But what I've learned is to be flexible and to be able to bend because not everything will be perfect. Yeah. There's no such thing as perfect. And that is something that I've learned to do actually in the restaurant industry. And I apply that mentality and everything and everything that I do, whether it's producing this fashion show or producing the Miss Delaware USA and Miss Delaware Teen USA pageant, I'm always keeping in mind that being flexible and being able to bend because not everything will go as planned and you have to just go with the flow sometimes. You're organized, you're prepared, you're on time, but you have to learn how to bend. Yeah, I think commitment is the word, right? Mm. When you're committed to something, you're giving it your all. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, but it's going to be you're giving your all, right? Totally agree. That's actually my favorite word. Commitment. commitment. Yeah, that's my one of my favorite words because I feel that if you say you are going to commit to something, like I, I made a commitment to my state title holders that I will be their director all the way through. I will follow through with that word. And if I'm not able to make that commitment, I make sure that I say it up front before moving forward. And that's with anything you do in life. I'm not a, I'm not a quitter. I'm not one to throw the towel in early. I just know if I say I'm going to do something, I am a, a woman of my word. 
So I like that. Thank you. Thank you. You are too. You are too, Randy. It's not about me. Let's talk about you a little bit. You are too. uh, (laughs) You have another uh, big event coming in April. Yes. April 30th. Oh, wow. You know that date so well, don't you? I I thought you were doing it to celebrate my birthday, honestly. (laughs) So it's April 30th happens to be Randy's birthday, but it happens to be the big annual event for the Miss Delaware USA and Miss Delaware Teen USA pageant and curry hair skin and nails um, and Randy's team happens to be a sponsor as well as many other um, incredible sponsors that have come together to help with producing the annual event and it is big it is we're gearing up for it actually um right before I arrived I was actually making sure that we uh we were having all of the um the uh the staging correct because i'm I'm you know very particular about the details and uh, I want to continue to elevate the pageant every year as best as I possibly can while giving all of my contestants a great experience because I think that's what's most important is that they enjoy the experience. And I wanted to mention if you need a judge, you know, I, I would be glad to step in. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I'll keep sort that in mind. as a birthday present to me. Oh, I'll keep that in mind. We'll see about that. Um, but uh, just gearing up for the pageant has been uh, truly uh, exciting for me as well um, because it's 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 also um, preparing for the new year for the title holders, and I'm really excited for that. Um, but there is still time to enter. So if anybody that is listening or knows someone that may be interested in uh, joining the sisterhood, you can go to MissDelawareUSA.com and you can apply today. Registrations are still open, so you can apply if um, you want to compete in the teen division or the Miss division. But look on the website for all the details to see if you're eligible um, and apply, and we'll see. You never know. What are the qualities? they're looking for? So there's many, many things to that the judges look for. One of them you actually mentioned, commitment. Yes. You, that's why I said that's a very good word. Making sure that you, you understand that, okay, I'm signing up for something. I may not know everything about it, but I'm making the commitment. So that's something to, you know, I always say when when a title holder wins, you you made a commitment now to the organization. Now, there are so many other parts of the experience that I, I'm a big believer in that it, it is, in fact, a sisterhood. And you meet so many incredible people. Some of my bestest of friends are from every single pageant I competed in. Um, so I was not only able to really make friends and really network and um, market myself, but also develop these these skills. So these lifetime skills that I apply in my everyday career, even to this day, I would not be speaking on this podcast or doing the television gig that I have as well with Good Morning Wilmington if it weren't for me taking that chance and entering into the Miss Delaware Teen USA pageant when I was 15 years old. And I had no idea what I was doing, really. I was clueless to it all. But I look back at that and I am so grateful that I did make that decision because it really did shape me into the person that I am today and helping me develop the communication skills and public speaking skills that I'm able to communicate with a total stranger with confidence. And that's really what it's all about. Confidence is key. So anybody that may not be sure or hesitant, I am a firm believer in giving it a try. So you never know. You never know the outcome. But anyway, I think that we should definitely take this time to introduce our guest. What do you think, Randy? I I can't wait. Yes, I know. I'm super excited. Obviously, in the restaurant industry, you know, I was really excited about this one, but it's an honor to have the 
Lisa Keys is a multi-award winning home cook, mother, grandmother, and retired physician assistant. Entering and winning cooking contests since 1990, Lisa's recipes are well published in nationally known magazines, cookbooks, and online publications representing brands like Sargento Cheese, Egg England's Best, and Pillsbury. Lisa has won over $100,000 in cash and prizes, including a most memorable food tour in France. Traveling throughout the USA, Lisa has competed in more cook-offs than she can count, including the World Food Championships, Pillsbury Bake Off, and the Oh, Kennett Square. I know this one. The, the Kennett Square Mushroom Festival. She is a certified food champ judge and a steak cook-off judge. Lisa's also a food blocker, bro, excuse me, blogger and brand influencer. Three years after the death of her son, a U.S. Navy Cortman, Lisa began a, a public grief journey, beginning actually becoming a Food Network top champion and TEDx speaker. Her inspiring food blog, goodgriefcook.com, followed and, and continues to nurture Lisa's philosophy that preparing and sharing food with others is an extension of one's heart and soul. Please welcome Lisa Keys. Hi, Lisa. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, it's such an honor to have you. Just your bio alone, yeah. it just gives me the chills. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Randy, we really, we have really a big deal person yeah. on the show with us. Right. This is so exciting. Well, Lisa, I, I, I know that you have so much to be proud of. And I really, really appreciate that you are being so honest with us about your purpose, why you do what you do every day. And I think that's what I want to start this interview with. Um, and I would love to touch on this one because I feel that your purpose is your son. And I would love to um, really, and again, our um, our heart goes out to you, your family, um, that you're, and thank you for being so honest about this. But I really wanted to let our viewers and our listeners know that, you know, tell us about that journey and, you know, why you became, I guess, you know, decided good grief cook. Let's talk about that and touch on your son, please. Okay. So, well, baking and cooking, I feel like those have always been my superpowers from mm -hmm. the time I was a little girl. Um, just always very passionate about um, especially baking being in a big Italian family food was just always really important and um, I felt like uh, sharing the things that I created created more friends for me so when I talk about superpower it was a way of just positively being involved with um, you know making something, sharing it, you make some friends, you make people happy. And um, little did I know that later in life, that passion for baking would actually become uh, more like therapy for me. Mm. And that would, you know, happened in uh, 2011, when my son was killed in a car accident. Mm. Uh, he was a US Navy corpsman. He was you know, just an inspiring young man, very smart, very brave, um, loved his family, loved his country, and loved his friends. And um, when he died, uh, my biggest fear was that um, people would forget him or that mm -hmm. I, would, and I would forget him. 
So um, baking and just became a way of uh, me being more inspired by him and um, it led me to create the blog because there were things that happened um, that made me feel his presence, especially when I was in the kitchen. Um, he, he usually would show his presence. You know, I felt like he died really young and he wasn't ready to go. And mm -hmm. his energy was still there with right, me. Right. And um, he would come to me in the shape of a heart. Oh. And so weird things would happen. And I was think I, I, I would think, God, am I crazy? But, <laughs> you know, I would I would be sad and I'd go for a walk because energy is really good when you're grieving. I mean, exercise is really good. And I would step onto a path and there would be a heart-shaped rock. And, oh. and I reached for the rock and I felt like I was getting a bear hug embrace from him. Oh. And um, I'd look around, like, thinking he was actually there. Mm. And then on another day in the kitchen, um, again, feeling sad, I decided to, I, it was the first time I decided to make a recipe, like, more inspired by him and the mm -hmm. things that he liked. And so I made a chocolate chip cookie recipe and added some Jack Daniels to the recipe because oh. he liked to drink Jack Daniels with Coke. Okay. And um, so there was a transformation in the in the kitchen that day for me in that uh, when I went to take the cookies out of the oven, one of the cookies, all the cookies are perfectly round usually because I usually cook a cookie scoop to, to measure them out. There was a cookie that was closest to my hand that was in the shape of a heart. Wow. And I thought, my goodness. And again, I felt that same bear hug embrace. And I thought, I wondered if other people who had lost someone had felt this sort of energy with their person. Mm. And that's when I decided to create the blog. Okay. Um, and I, I said, well, it's a, it would be a place where I could share memories of William. Um, I could share my recipes that are inspired by the places I've been and the people I love. And then maybe, just maybe, other people would read it and share their experiences with me. And particularly, I wondered, did they feel this energy? Like I was mm -hmm. with my son which made me actually think I was pretty crazy. No, no. You were listening. You were listening and paying attention to the signs. Right. Exactly. There were signs. I call them whoosh moments. <laughs> um, so I figured with cooking and baking and recipes, a lot of people are interested in that and that maybe that would bring people to the table of my blog. Okay. And, and it did. It the, the blog turned out to be so much more than I ever thought it would be in that um, you learn you are not alone. Basically, yes. that the tides of grief are normal. You have mm -hmm. these ups and downs. Um, and that people do really feel the presence of their loved ones. And, That's uh, so true. It, 
those people are inspiring to me. Uh, and, and, I, and prior to the blog, I was really quite a private person. So it was really, um, I also vowed to sort of follow in my son's light. He was very brave. He often stepped out of his comfort zone. He always took the road less traveled, mm -hmm. my chagrin. Um, and so you, I think you tend to take on the traits of the person you lost, hoping to sort of carry them along. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I, I appreciate that you said that. Because even, even though that many people experience grief and they don't, some actually many don't know how to navigate it. And the fact that you have, you, you were, it worth one, you were very proactive and trying to help yourself and go through the the hurdles because again there's no there's no cookie cutter way of going through it and okay if you take these steps you will be healed that's not how this works yeah, and you, right exactly you did what was best for you and your family and i um i appreciate that you were able to take your your love for cooking and and make it more and yes. obviously do it in your honor the honor of your son and keeping his legacy alive and and wanting to remember him and and making sure that he's not forgotten and he's not he really isn't yeah. uh, i've i've learned that because he had so many friends all over the world from the military to high school to wherever he went he made friends and and those people have all reached out and shared their story. I mean, if, if I had to give anyone um, some advice about how, you know, if, if you've never experienced grief and you're going to a funeral or something, share a story mm. with the person who's grieving, you know, because you might know things about that person that the people who are grieving don't know. Right. And, those stories have, were very uplifting to me, the good, the bad, and the ugly of my Right, story. right, right. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. That's very good advice. Share yeah. stories to Sometimes help those. You don't know what to reading. say. You, know, you mm -hmm. just don't know what to say. And um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry isn't enough, but sharing a story, if, if you're, you know, like me, I, I just, I love talking about my son. So it right. wouldn't, and you're afraid you're going to make the person cry by bringing up the person, but who died, but right. it, it's, it's really a good thing. Good. I'm glad you said that, Lisa. I think that's important that for those listening that, you know, is a piece of advice that if you know that a loved one or someone, you know, or a friend is grieving that, you know, saying, I'm sorry, maybe isn't always enough. And maybe like you said, sharing a story really can help uplift them and remind them of those beautiful moments. And I appreciate you saying that because it's important to be reminded of that. And, and what, you know, and everything that you've gone through. And now, you know, now that you are on this incredible journey with the culinary, I call it the culinary arts, the culinary world, right? And you obviously have that beautiful reminder of your son by your side, because he is, he's like, he's, he's looking over you and he's giving you that courage and that confidence day in and day out. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of that. Um, but I wanted to talk about, um, obviously go back into the Good Grief Cook um, blog and, and, and whatnot, but also talk about the TEDx talk because you had an opportunity to be a speaker. So what was that experience like? 
Well, the TEDx talk was like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute, really. Oh, wow. It was scary because <laughs> I am, you know, I'm in my 60s now and um, you're really supposed to do a presentation without notes mm-hmm. and, you know, by memory. And so to be able to get up and I'm not a public speaker by any means. So that was pretty frightening to to get up in front of an audience and and do that. But you know, I'll, again, following William's light, stepping out of my comfort zone, that was, that was the plan. And um, it was a great experience. I mean, it was at Furman University down in Greenville, South Carolina, and okay. the audience was fantastic. The, the people, it was college students who put on the program, and they were amazing. It's just, you know, sometimes you worry about teenagers or you know, and what their future is going to be like. Well, you, these kids were amazing and you mm. feel like, Oh, our, our future is in good hands with, with kids that are so bright and attention to detail and committed to, to what they're doing. And um, so it was a very, very good experience. And of course mm. I, I gave everybody a recipe and a cookie and. Oh, and they probably appreciate that. that. <laughs> Lisa, would you do it again? Oh, would I do it again? Um, you know, I I probably would. I you know knowing knowing what this experience was like, I probably would do it again. Okay, you never know. You never know. <laughs> In the picture, you looked really comfortable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> right, you can't tell. You said you were nervous. You can't well, even tell. Was, you know, I was all done. <laughs> Uh, well, well, can I just say, they say in public speaking where when you wear red, which I see you're wearing, you mean business. And co- that's, that just is perfect. That's like a, really? someone's power color. Um, I, that's what they say in public speaking. So I'm sure that the presentation was incredible, inspiring. And if the opportunity comes up again, I, I you know, I, I feel in your heart that y- I think that you would do it again because you know that either that your son would would be there with you in spirit and would guide you through that that time that experience again and give you that that extra you know boost that you may need (laughs) um well i i i'm i appreciate that you also being very honest about that you know public speaking isn't easy randy i I know i i still to this day get very nervous when I know that I'm speaking in front of a large audience still to this day I get very nervous and Lisa this is what I was told in my many years of speaking being part of speaking engagements being on television and whatnot is that if you get nervous that's a good thing that means you care exactly I agree And that means you very much care so much. So that's a good thing. <laughs> you, know, you just want to put your best foot forward and, and do your best. And yeah, it made me really proud to be able to get up there and do that in the end. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, I want to shift gears just a little bit because I have, I'm really excited to talk about your experience on um, the Food Network and um, the the shows, the cooking shows that you've been on. So, um, okay. there. So let's talk, let's go right into it. So I guess, what was your favorite part about being on a cooking show on television? Well, being, again, being on Chopped was very exciting. The fact that I even got cast in in the program was pretty amazing because they get you know, thousands of applicants. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The judges were all wonderful, really kind. And it is exactly as you see it on TV, I would say. Um, you know, you really do not know what's in the mystery basket. And then for me, once I get into a kitchen, any kitchen and start cooking, it's like I am in my happy place. So I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the experience on Chopped. And um, the fact that I won $10,000 was nice, but I think more what it represented the, the victory was more like just the, this pure love energy from my son, because oh, again, yes. at the end, I made those ch same chocolate chip cookies with, you know, the variation with the uh, ingredients that were in the mystery <laughs> basket. But again, in the end, you know, it's like I felt his presence just cheering me on and um, I knew I was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, yeah. it it was a feeling that was over you, that confidence that just came yeah. up over you, I'm sure, in that moment, because I'm sure it was nerve wracking uh, in the heat of the moment. I'm sure it's nerve wracking, but he was with you. And and congratulations on that victory. What an honor. That was, oh my gosh. So have you had a chance to go back and beyond? I know that sometimes they always bring back winners in other shows. Have they had, have you had a chance to go back? No, not on that show. I haven't been on that show again. What um what other um experiences could you share with the audience that you maybe want to mention that you've been on maybe another television show or cooking show? Um, I was on and won a Behringer wine TV okay. show. It was um, called the Great Steak Challenge, and that mm. was really fun. I was on a Southern Living magazine uh, recipe contest show, and I won. Uh, First place in my category there. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. So I guess when the pressure's on, you yeah. thrive. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, you know what? This has been going on in my life for over 30 years. So um, it, it's just been a, I've been very fortunate and um, it, it has afforded us, you know, we've gone to places, we've traveled all over the United States and in doing these recipe contests and it's, it's just been some fun times for us and um, made friends all over the country, like-minded, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like that, this niche group of right. people who love to compete with food. So um, we're like a big, happy family, really. That's, and that's good that you were able to connect with so many people from around the world. Yeah. Now, speaking of traveling, it says here that you also had a food tour in France. Is that correct? Right. That was another prize that I won. Um, okay. Well, could you share a little bit more about that experience? That was um, through Pepperidge Farm. They had a recipe contest and the grand prize was a trip to France for two. Wow. And we went to Paris uh, and then we traveled through the south of France and we ate our way through. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Did some cooking classes. You know, you really are in the heart of a country when you are in a kitchen. You, you know, I feel like food is the, you know, breaks all the language barriers. And right. um, the, the people of France were just so kind and so nice. And we, I learned a lot of great cooking techniques. And yeah, it was great. We talk about it to this day. It was such a fun experience. And right. we were there for two weeks and my 
my daughter actually joined us the second week. Very nice. So oh, what a great experience. Wow. Well, Europe is absolutely beautiful. Um, I know that, Randy, you've been to Italy before. And I always say that Europe in general is a beautiful place to visit. But when it comes to food, I, I just say that Italy, hands down, has the best cuisine in the world. Um, and if you had the opportunity to visit Italy, I highly recommend it. Lisa, have you ever had a chance to visit Italy before? That's what I used my chopped ten thousand dollars we went on a trip to italy great oh, wow. choice that's what I'm, that's a true chef right there yeah. knows we're going to go where the best of the best is in the culinary world my really first beautiful. visit to italy i was with a guy and he took me to a restaurant he said he said in broken english he said you never say you hold something you know like if a salad has tomatoes you don't say oh. hold the tomatoes she says <laughs> you take what they give you okay there you, that was very good <laughs> so, advice yeah, yeah. right very good advice yeah. don't mess with yeah, the chef's yeah. uh menu yeah. very yeah. important because yeah. that very good advice yeah. your friend yeah. knows yeah. <laughs> um yeah no I'm, I'm sure that that trip to italy was just incredible um did you have an opportunity to travel throughout the country or was there a specific place that you really admired the most well, we went there for a wedding, actually, and um, we were based in Rome, but then did a little venturing outside into more of the countryside where the where the wedding took place. Oh, how beautiful. A, a wedding in Italy is just incredible, but Rome is beautiful. I always share this with everyone. If you've never been to Italy, put Rome on your bucket list. And right. Rome is like a trip in itself, in yes. my opinion, because it's so magnificent. The, so the Right. Yes. Oh gosh. The the history, yeah. right? The history that you know, and the the architecture, but just the fashion and the food, everything is just so incredible. So, um, I always say it's a trip in itself. Um, but actually, Lisa, we have a question from one of our listeners. Okay. I think I may know the answer. What is your go to recipe? I wonder if I'm going to get it right in my head. Well, it. All right. So I'll do a sweet and a savory. Okay. So savory would have to be. An old family recipe for monogot, monocotti. I don't know what how you pronounce it, but we call it monogot. And I make homemade crepes and a cheese filling, and mm. uh, there's a picture. It's and like homemade, hard work. Yeah, homemade sauce. Delicious. Anything fresh from the garden, if you can uh. get it. Um, and then sweet would have to be my grated bread and chocolate cake, which is inspired by mm. my very frugal people who came before me, my parents and my, you know, you never wasted anything in the kitchen. That's and right. um, this cake is made from leftover breadcrumbs and leftover, a little bit of wine left in the bottle and um, among other things. But what's so wonderful about this cake is that uh, it won my biggest prize, $25,000 wow. from America's Test Kitchen. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and it was sort of a real gift. I, I won this contest about a month after my son passed away. Oh. And so, you know, the fact that it was inspired by my family, uh, I, I felt like, you know, he had a little part in me winning, I think. Oh. Yeah. Congratulations on another big win. Yeah. And I I love that you you put your you can tell you pour your whole heart and soul in your recipes. Yeah. 
And I, and I do appreciate that. Oh, we have a follow-up question from one of our listeners. Are these recipes in one of her books? Hmm. Well, I have never written a book. Okay. They are on my blog. Both of them are go. on my blog, goodgriefcook.com. And you'll find them there. Grated bread, chocolate cake, and then, um, you know, search. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. I'm hungry. When can we come over for dinner? Oh, yes. Oh, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Randy just invited us over, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's when, a great idea. When you first came on, you hit home with me because when I first moved down in this area, I was from the Pittsburgh area. I was living with my Italian aunt and she like, I, I was thinner and she would try to feed me like oh, yeah. ungodly amounts of food. Like for breakfast, I would come down and she would have eight eggs waiting for me. Mm. Toast. Uh, you know, yeah. Everything. Oh, no great, such thing as a small portion. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Finish everything on the plate too, or it's insulting. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh goodness, this is so true with the Italian culture. It's so funny. Don't change the recipe. Don't ask for anything to be whole, and and uh, you better eat everything on that plate. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like the Italian culture. Um, well, uh, Lisa, I know that um you with your experience in the culinary arts, I'm sure you've learned so much through your journey. Uh, what piece of advice um, would you give someone that may want to enter into the culinary world and then maybe is just not sure? Well, um, I would say if, if you love to cook, if you love to bake, um, really look at it as an extension of your, your passion. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think for me, I always love the science of it. Mm -hmm. um, people always say, why are you so slender? You cook all this food. And I say, well, for me, it's more about the magic of the cooking and, and the science of it, um, you know, coming together in a balanced dish. It's not about, you know, eating it all up. Mm -hmm. um, and if you feel like, it, I mean, it, it makes people so happy when you share what you make. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, don't be afraid to, to just make something, share it with your neighbors, share it with your family, bring it to your coworkers. You get some feedback. Um, and, you know, if, I, I don't think I could ever make a career out of it myself because I think it would ruin the fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, right. I don't, yeah, just do it. Just do right. it. I, I love that you said, if you have a passion, you have your heart's in it, yeah. then you should do it. Just yeah. do it. Don't think, just do it. I am, uh, Lisa, I'm a third generation in the restaurant industry and my father is a chef. He's an executive chef and a master pizzaiolo. So I, I grew up in the world of culinary arts and the cooking and, and whatnot, just my, and even my grandmothers, you know, them alone are like the master chefs and they didn't even need to go to school. Right. <laughs> right. They were like a pinch of this and a tab, a touch of that. That's how they measure everything. Right. Um, but I, 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 yes, I always say that it's their passion that makes the dishes, the heart that goes into it, yeah. that makes that recipe come to life. You can take that same recipe and make the same dish, but if you don't have your heart into it and that passion into it, it will taste different. Food right. is love, right? Exactly. Yeah, 
absolutely. Love made edible. That's what I like to say. That's right. That's right. And I think that's also why that you, when you enter into these competitions and you are so successful, I really believe that you do it with your whole heart and then also your son, you know, in memory of him and honoring him. And that's a beautiful, beautiful message to send to so many. Well, you just want to be authentic. You know, Mm. I think that's, that's the most important part of who I try to be. My, you know, my recipes, I feel like they're definitely inspired by places I've been and people I love and, you know, the ingredients that I'll grow in my backyard. And I think that if you have the authenticity about you, um, then you are definitely more successful in in the food world. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Really. It's so true, Lisa. It's so, so true. I love that you said that authenticity is is so important. You're giving it really. Yeah, that's so true. So, so true. And that's the advice I give to my up and coming friends who are entering Mm -hmm. recipe contests. I just always say, cook your food. You cook Mm -hmm. your food, not try and cook somebody else's food. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, Going back to your blog, Lisa, would you share with our guests and our listeners that are tuning in about what they can expect when they go to your blog? What other um, resources or things they'll learn that so we can get them to go check it out and even just subscribe or follow? Um, well, the, there's there really is two parts to my blog. There's there's lessons about grief, mm-hmm. and you know some of them are just really difficult to write. And to read, I think, because they, you know, they touch you in your heart. And, but, you know, you can, you can see yourself there if you are also grieving. And so a lot of people have been inspired, you know, by that part of it. And then there's the fun part, which is, you know, the, the adventures I go on because mm-hmm. of in competitions. And then, um, you know, so a lot of my winning recipes are there and tips and tricks you know, in the kitchen. So those are basically, I think, the things you'll find. Right. Um, I'm a self-taught cook. I'm a self-taught photographer. I'm not really a terrific writer, but, you know, I do my best. <laughs> right, right. And it, it's okay. You don't have to be perfect at it all. You just right. know that you just do it. Yeah. And, so you know, me sauce for gravy. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Uh, So question, sauce or gravy, Lisa? Well, gravy has meat in it. And sauce is something that you um, doesn't have tomatoes in it for me, (laughs) I guess. Okay. Yeah. So sauce or gravy? I'm a gravy girl. All right. It's not not brown gravy. (laughs) Okay. Randy, sauce or gravy? Gravy. Oh, I'm yeah. the, I'm the oddball. I'm sauce. <laughs> That's all right. Whatever it is, as long as it tastes good. Right. Um, well, um, we're winding down uh, with the interview, Lisa. And um, at the end of uh, our interview, we always um, like to ask all of our guests a traditional question. Uh, so the question is, if you were to interview or chat with someone from the past or present on a podcast, who would it be and why? Well, you know, for me, the question will always, you know, when you're a griever, you always want one more day with your person. Yeah. So it would be William. Mm. That's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And, um, I know that, uh, I know that I, I know that it would be something really important to you and to him. And I, I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> That's right, Lisa. Yeah. And, and just hear his story of, you know, he declared when he was five years old, he was going to be a Navy SEAL and he never wavered, you know, from that mission. And um, he was extremely uh, dedicated to that dream. Turned out he was colorblind, so he couldn't be a SEAL. So he decided to be a Navy corpsman and, you know, save lives. And he did that. And, um, you know, in spite of his mother trying to just get him to go to college and not go into the military, um, so extremely proud of him. Yeah. We can tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can tell. He sounds uh, like the incredible guy. Right. And I, and for, for those listening and tuning in, I'm sure you can hear more about William's story on uh, Lisa's uh, blog right. and his, uh, his story, her story, and um, obviously resources and, and tips on how, you know, you go through that, the grieving process, because there is no right or wrong way. Well, I would encourage anyone who is new to grief to just find something positive about your person to celebrate. Mm. And um, for me, it's through the cooking and the baking, but there's, you know, so many other things you can do, fundraisers in honor of your person or, yes. you know, memorial bench and, you know, or school scholarship, anything that you can make um, something positive and something that you can be committed to and, and, and work, work on I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Lisa. We have another question here. Uh, oh, no, it's a, more of a, a statement. What an inspiration. Aww. And you are, Lisa. You really are. And I thank yeah. you for um, just joining us and, and coming on Pronto Podcast and sharing your story and William's legacy and celebrating him. And um, also your passion and love for the culinary arts and, um, and continue to follow that journey. And hopefully Randy and I will be able to come over for dinner. <laughs> you can since he invited I want, himself. <laughs> I want the cookies too. The cook- I know. Oh, yes, I'm the cookies. For I, I actually left cookies at Glenn Mills today. Uh, oh, oh, okay. They'll probably eat them. They're all. probably gone by <laughs> yeah. now. So it's a whiskey chocolate chip cookie. Is that what it, is that what it is? Yes. A heart uh, and heart shape is, is. Do you go with the the shape of a heart as well? Uh, I I do some cookies that are heart shaped, not that particular one, but other ones that I do that are heart shaped. Yeah. I must try this. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I must try this. So um, I love anything with uh we well some, okay so at the restaurant Lisa um, that I own and operate with my sister, she creates boozy ice cream. Oh, and you yeah. may you may appreciate this. Mm-hmm. It, she created this incredible, delicious flavor of a whiskey chocolate peanut butter cup, boozy oh, yeah. ice cream. Doesn't that yeah. sound delicious? Yeah. Right? As soon as as soon as you said the whiskey chocolate chip cookie, immediately I, I said I thought, oh my gosh, that ta- that has to taste delicious yeah. you can make so. a nice ice cream sandwich with the cookies and that ice cream <laughs> oh my goodness all right we're going to talk you and i we're going to connect because we need to collaborate between the boozy ice cream and your uh whiskey chocolate chip cookies i totally think that's going to be definitely something that's going to be 
popular, very, very popular quickly. Uh, well, Lisa, thank you yeah, again thank for you. joining us on a Pronto podcast. And um, thank you for everything that you're doing and, um, and continue continue to stay strong, continue to celebrate your son, William, and, um, and, and also providing those, uh, the helpful advice uh, with uh, anyone that may be grieving. So we appreciate everything that you're doing and continue to do. So of course, of course, Lisa, take care. We'll see you soon. Right, yeah, Randy? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come for the love. Right. right. Oh my goodness. Randy, that was so special. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lisa's amazing. Almost made me break up. Right, right. Oh my gosh. I felt, I, I'm all about energies and I, I felt her energy. And I even, you can tell that she does this. It's, it, yeah, she has a passion for cooking. Yes, 100% because it shows in her work. But there's so much more. Yeah. And, and that's her son. And I love that as she ties the two together and she shares her inspiration and she shares her, her, um, her time when she may be weak or vulnerable. And, and, and that's important to know that nobody is perfect and there's no right or wrong way going through, um, you know, grieving on a loss. Um, and it's important to talk about it. And I love that she said that her piece of advice was, you know, when, when you meet someone or approach someone that has experienced loss, share a story versus just saying, I'm sorry. And it's okay to say, I'm sorry, if you don't have the right words to say, and that's okay too. Um, and, you know, and paying your respects, but even just going extra, a little extra step and saying, you know, sharing that story or that memory, because I think that's what you, you always want to hold tight, yeah. right? The memories. The rest, rest of your life. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Lisa, we wish you so much yeah. luck in your journey and also in your career in the culinary world. Yeah. And we cannot wait to come over yeah. uh, for dinner, but more importantly, those whiskey cookies. chocolate chip cookies, right? That's what we're talking about. Okay. So uh, I'm sure they're gone at and all. Oh, they, that looked good too. <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on Pronto. We are very excited for our next episode. Um, actually, we will be coming back to everyone. Um, we will be in March. Yep. Wow, March is almost here. Where, where, did, <laughs> where did February go, right? Uh, but no, uh, tune in March 13th. We will have another new guest. Very excited. So if you want to find out who that is, just follow us on all yep. social media platforms. You can follow Randy Curry or you can follow me at Chenza or you can follow all the Curry Hair, Skin and Nails location because we are constantly promoting who our next guest will be here at Pronto. But also if you're interested in joining us and interesting and uh, you know, wanted to be a guest on the show, definitely contact us. We're always looking for new guests to uh, showcase here on Pronto. So Pronto, Randy. Pronto, Princesa. 